You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose Peeps, we're back with episode three of our Hope series. In our first episode, we discussed that hope is confident trust that what God has promised will come to pass in his perfect timing. We also learned that hope is often associated with endurance and suffering, but we can still take courage because we get to endure alongside our King. He never leaves us or forsakes us, and he always uses our circumstances to bring him glory. Earlier this week, we studied the story of the girl restored and the woman healed out of Mark 5, learning that if we are going to have hope in hopeless situations, we have to believe what God says in spite of what we see. So we know that if we're going to have hope in hopeless situations, we must believe what God says. But what's the next piece? Today, we're going to talk about that. It's all about trusting who God is. And we're going to use a very familiar passage of scripture to illustrate this. It's found in Matthew 14. So I'm going to read verses 22 through 23. And it reads, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When I read this passage, I've read it many times, but when I read it recently in preparation for this lesson, something that stuck out to me was the fact that Scripture says that the boat was over a mile away from the land and that it was battered by the waves because the wind was against the disciples. This sounded clearly like a hopeless situation. God sent them on a voyage and then he seemingly waits for a storm to come before he steps in. Now you might ask why wait? Which is how we feel about our specific situations. And what we're going to learn today is that sometimes God waits to step in so that we learn who he is. I think it's important to note in this passage that this is not actually the first time the disciples have seen God calm the wind and the waves or the first time they've even been in a boat with him. The first time happens in Christ's first call of Peter, James, and John to discipleship. And that's found in Luke 5, 3 through 11. It says, he got into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boats. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing, but at your word, I'll let down the nets. They're also in a boat again, 
with him in Matthew 8, 23 through 27, when Christ calms the waves and the wind. It says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the wave swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And he replied, you have little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now in each of these passages, the disciples are with Jesus and they endure a different test. The first time when the disciples are called, it's like God is testing their willingness to follow him based strictly on his instructions. They hadn't met him prior to that. And I am always curious as to the fact that uh, it says that Peter said, at your word, I'll let down the nets. But what's so cool about that passage is they take in all this fish. And, and, and obviously Peter is a very experienced fisherman, but he trusts this preacher who comes seemingly out of nowhere and says, okay, at your word, I'll, I'll, I'll let it, let down this net. And then he gets to experience a miracle because he trusts who God is. The second time when Jesus quieted the wind and the waves, I believe that it was a test of the disciples' confidence. Would they rely on the truth of who God was and what they had already seen uh, through Jesus? He performed miracles in the lives of others, but what about for them? And then the last time in our focus passage, when Jesus and Peter walk on water, the disciples' faith is tested. Only then are we are they able to truly trust God is who he says he is. It's because by this time they've been through some things with him. That's why when we're in the midst of our storms and our hopeless situations, it's important that we don't look to our circumstances or our wind. We have to remember who told us to get in the boat to begin with. We know from scripture in James 1, 3 through 4, it says that consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you endure trials of any kind, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, must, but endurance must do its complete work so you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. This tells us that we're going to have to go through tests. So instead of asking why, I think we should start asking God, what do you want me to get from this? And... I think it's important that we ask God, okay, how are you having me trust who you are in the midst of this situation? And as I sit here thinking about that, I'm reminded of um, a, a sermon that my pastor preached a few weeks ago, and he was talking about the passage when Jesus calms the wind and the waves, and he said, sometimes God will allow us to go through a storm just so we know who we are in the boat with. That if you've only ever known God to be a provider, then he may have you go through a test with your health because he needs you to also understand he's a healer. Or if you've only known him to be a healer, he may have you go through something that is emotionally exhausting or discouraging so that you know that he's also a comforter. And that's also what the disciples see. I went back and looked at each of these passages that we read and in the first passage when Jesus was testing their willingness to follow him, 
he shows himself as a provider for their needs. If the disciples were fishing to get food for their families and also fish to sell in the marketplace, then they had a particular need. But in this particular instance, we see God has them follow a command so that he can meet a physical need. And then in the second passage, when God calms the wind and the waves, I really feel like that was him showing up as a comforter. And it was him almost personifying peace. Because in this passage of scripture, it says that there was a storm on the lake, but Jesus was sleeping. And it's just so cool because it's, it's, it's like God showing him, it's showing the disciples, here's how you can be like me, that in the midst of your hopeless situation, in the midst of your storm, you can sleep with ease. I'm reminded of scripture that says, uh, it's in Psalm and it says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And the disciples were, they were, they were giving into anxiety, but God was like, why are you tripping? Why are you so afraid? Like you're with me. And then even in the last passage of scripture, um, which was our focus for today, when Jesus calms the wind again, but he also saves Peter from his situation. I feel like God shows that he is a deliverer. And y'all, God will show up in whatever way that you need. He wants you to to understand the different facets of his makeup and his personality, but you can only understand that by going through different things. And you may feel like it's just one wave after another. It's one thing after the next thing, but understand if God is bringing you through a test, even if it seems like it's similar, there's a different reason for him doing it. And once you get what that reason is, just like the disciples, you'll be worshiping him and bringing him glory. A really cool note right here is that all of these passages of scripture happen around boats and water. And for Peter specifically, he was a fisherman. So this should have been the area where he was most confident. But I'm reminded of what Paul says. He talks about being God's power being made known in our weakness. And for Peter to keep going to this area where he should be super familiar, keep going to the sea, keep going to the boats, things that he was working with on a daily basis and having to call out to God, that requires humility. It requires humility to say, Lord, help, save me. And that reminds me of uh, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. It says, the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence and need in the Lord is blessed. It says he will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its root that it sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes and its leaves remain green it will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit god wants us to be that tree he wants us to be planted by water that send out it sends out its roots by the stream and that's what peter did in the story ultimately he reached out to God as his stream. He said, Lord, 
I'm looking at the wind. I'm looking at the waves. I'm looking at this hopeless situation and I need you to save me. He may have doubted his own ability to walk through the storm, but he was still wise enough to type tap into who God had called him to be and to um, take leaps of faith and say, God, if it's you, I need you to call me. I need you to to, to save me. Another thing I want to note in this passage is that um, when we are in these situations and we're having a hard time believing on a daily basis, we have to ground ourselves in the fact that God is the one who gave us the faith to begin with. In the same way, he's the one who put the and he, in the same way that he's the one who placed us in the boat, if we're like the disciples, if he's the one who commanded us to start that new business, if he's the one who commanded us to get married, if he's the one who commanded us to go to school, whatever the case may be, then he's going to see us through all the way to the end because it's going to work out for his glory. I think that instead of abandoning our hope and our faith, we have to acknowledge our need and we talked about that last or earlier this week that we say okay God in and of myself I can't do this but I can do this because of what you've already told me because I believe I believe what you said I believe that I'll be delivered I believe that your plans are prosperous for me and we know that we can't do it in our own strength but that's what requires us to trust in God's ability. I wanted to, um, in this lesson with another Bible story, uh, and it comes from Hebrews 11, uh, 17 through 19. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promise was in the act of offering up his only son of whom it was said through Isaac your offspring shall be named said he considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead and by this time just like the disciples Abraham too had a track record with God he had seen him deliver on his promises and it shows his reliance on God it said that he considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead. And I think that's what we need to realize about our seemingly hopeless situations is just as we talked about last week with Lazarus and the little girl and the centurion and the woman who had the issue of blood, even in the midst of our hopeless situations, even when things seem dead, God is the one who's able to bring about that resurrection. So I hope that that encourages you this week. Um, This is a much shorter lesson than we've had previously, but prayed on it. And this is what God gave me. And I think a really good takeaway is just to spend some time looking at your own track record with God and seeing God, okay, how have you delivered me from similar situations before? And what did I learn about your character uh, during that storm? Did I find you to be a provider? Did I find you to be a comforter? Did I find you to be a healer? Uh, 
what did I learn about you? And then as a result, what did I learn about me? And I think that if you really lean into God and ask him to show you insight, then it will give you that boost of confidence and that boost of faith and hope that you need. Now, our verse to meditate on and our song to listen to this week come out of Jeremiah 17, 7 7 through 8, which we read previously. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root by the streams. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And then the song is by Hillsong United. It's Oceans. I love it, love it, love it so much. I would also encourage you to uh, check out YouTube. There's another version of the Ocean song. It's by like ZM Ministries or something. And uh, it's actually two young girls and they're singing and y'all, they kill it. So uh, I am so grateful as always that you listened to our podcast this week. I pray that you got something that was encouraging and that you can share with somebody and uh, that you'll continue to uh, listen to our podcast every week. Next week, we're going to end out our series by talking about how we have to yield to the process if we're going to keep hope in hopeless situations. So I hope you have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, Purpose Peeps, thank you so much for listening to the episode for this week. As we close out, I want to invite you to join our Black Girls of Purpose community by doing two things. First, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. When you do, you'll receive a series of emails from me that includes a host of free goodies. The first being the Purpose Pathway Guide, which helps you on your journey to more purposeful living. Second, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram. We share encouraging posts throughout the week, and periodically we run social media contests for Black Girls of Purpose freebies. Subscribe to the podcast to get notifications sent directly to your phones when we publish new episodes. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, just to name a few. So whether you're Team iPhone or Team Android, we've got something for you. Lastly, if you enjoy our Black Girls of Purpose podcast, please do us a favor and leave a five-star review. That helps us expand our reach. Please know I'm praying God's blessings over you and hoping that you have a very purpose-filled week. It's never that easy to choose purpose, but I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship. I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven. I'm trying to him say two words like, well done.